Father, I want to thank you, Lord. We want to bless you. We want to honor you. We want to adore you. Unto you shall all the gathering of the people be. We want to thank you for sparing our lives. That all of us are alive and we are in your presence this morning. Thank you. We are grateful to you. We ask that this morning you speak to our hearts. He sent forth his word to heal. He spoke to me. And the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet. Ezekiel 2 2. As your word comes, let your word set us on our feet. Let your word position us for our supernatural speed. Blessed be your name this morning. We honor you for every heart that is set to receive from you this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Can we give a big clap of to the Lord? Seated. Help me welcome the person that's to you. I'm happy to you this morning. Can you smile to the person? Smile to the person. Smile, 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 smile. Tell the person this year, don't miss a service. Oh, yeah. Look at the person. No, seriously, I'm so excited. Many of you who were on and off last year, this time you are becoming more serious. Tell the person, I can see that you are getting more serious with God this time. And your speed will be showing very soon. Tell the person, it has already begun. It has already begun. Hallelujah. Thank God. Come on, give another big club of fun to the Lord. By the grace of God, one of the things I also want to encourage you, I think we do it all the time, but I can see that some of you are not doing it. Whenever you come to church, number one, make sure you come with your Bible, and number two, with your notebook and pens. A lot of, a lot of you write, when I preach, don't always look at my face. When I make a statement that touches your heart, scriptures are done, then you put them down. If only you went to school and you can write. If you can write, everybody must be writing here. I beg you. By the grace of God, the month of January is a month of holiness. And I believe that the Lord will grace us and he will cleanse us and purify us from all filthiness in Jesus' name. Under that, I'm preaching to you a message I've entitled this morning, God's will for you is holiness. Help me tell the person that God's will for you and God's will for me is holiness. Amen. I said, Amen. Now, so some few scriptures I want to read. And First um, Peter chapter number five, chapter one. 15 through 16, then 2 from 1 to 9. Then the scripture, our brother, not too far read for us, Hebrews 12, 1 to. Okay, let's even leave the Hebrews 12. But let's read the first Peter 1, 5, 16, 2, 1 to 9. Right. But as he who called you is holy, so also be holy in all your conduct. Please 16. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So from verse 2, please chapter 2, from verse 1 to 9. Now, therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babies, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God, and precious. You also, as, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, not sinner priesthood, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scriptures, in the Bible, that behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. You will never be disgraced in Jesus' name. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. I see God making you like that. Amen. And as a stone of a stumbling and a rock of offense, they stumble 
being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you, can we all read together want to go? But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special, so you are special to God, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Help me tell the person you are a holy person. Hallelujah. Now, our year of supernatural speed from our uncle's scripture in Kings, the Bible talks about the prophet Elijah who had an encounter uh, with the prophets of Baal. He killed them after killing them. The Bible says that, and um, he said to Ahab, Ahab, I see that God wants to bring abundance of rain, so you, you, can, you should take off. So the man, I mean, the, the, the king sat in his chariot and he left. Now, while he was going and on, I mean, on his way, getting close to Jezreel, the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet Elijah and he tucked his dress into his cloth, I mean, his loins, and gathered his, uh, around his loins, and he began to run. The Bible said the Lord gave him speech to the point that he overtook the chariots of Ahab and got to Jezreel, the one who was even walking on foot. <laughs> I, I, I'm just imagining. <laughs> How the whole thing, and uh, somebody in a chariot, and somebody just walking and running. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that somebody is using a Mercedes Benz, and we are all traveling from here, let's say to Kumasi, or let's say on the from the end of the motorway. I mean, from the beginning of the motorway, the end of it, and you. And the one in the bench has already taken off. Got, I mean, got into getting close. Uh, let's say action close to the, the last end of the motorway. And the one who told him, I'm set off and I'm coming. And that this man was not even driving the car, but the man was just running. <laughs> By the time the Mercedes Benz realized, the one who was running on foot has overpassed him and has overtaken him and has got into the end of the road. This will be your story this year in the name of Jesus. I said, this shall not be different from your situation. This shall be your story this year. Say after me, I am overtaken in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is what God has ordained for us this year. Hallelujah. And I pray that you will never miss your breakthrough and your speed this year in the name of Jesus. First Kings chapter number 4, verse 8 to 9, a certain woman gave a very interesting story about a young man called Elisha who was serving the prophet Elijah. Interestingly. Exactly. Elisha was learning from the prophet Elijah. And don't forget, this young man, Elisha, was the one who took the double anointing from this pastor, this prophet called Elijah that we are talking about. And listen to what this woman said about this prophet Elijah. Please, First Kings chapter number four, verse eight and nine. He said, "These these are names: Benhur and the mountains of." Please, is this second? Can, give me Second Kings, rather, please. Sorry, Second Kings. Eight nine. Oh, okay. And now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would bear, I mean turn in there to eat some food. Look at the verse nine. Listen to what the woman said about this prophet Elisha, who was Learning from this man we are talking about that God gave the speed. And she said to her husband, Look, now I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Don't forget, this Elijah learned from who? Elijah. And the Bible said, The servant cannot be greater than his master. Now, so if Elijah was holy, then I, it also supposed and suggests to me that even the prophet Elijah was even more holier. And 
And I mean, to prove to you that Elijah that we are talking about, that God gave the speed, was more even holier. The Bible said this Elijah did not even die. That, that the normal human beings. God took him to heaven. He did not, because he was so holy, he, he did not see death. God took him in the chariot of fire to heaven. Please listen to me. Supernatural speed and holiness goes hand in hand. Speed and holiness goes together. Because Elijah was a man of holiness, there was no way God wouldn't have given him speed. Can you help me once again? Please tell the person that holiness and speed goes together. Can you maybe tell the next person, holiness, look at the person's face, eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't separate the two. Thank you very much. You can't separate. You, you can't say, I don't want to be holy and I want speed. It doesn't work like that. But the fact that you begin to walk on the path of holiness, speed becomes your portion. This year, you will see speed in your life you have never encountered. Hallelujah. Tell the person that you once again, holiness and speed goes together. Look at the person, tell the person, you can't choose one and leave one, no. I said, look, stop writing, look at the person's face and tell the person, you can't choose one and leave one. Help me tell the person, if you really want to see supernatural speed this year, then ask God to help you to live holy. Amen. Then the grace to live holy is coming upon us from today in the name of Jesus. And I love what my daughter said. He said, uh, last Sunday's prayer was all about healing. And as you continue to believe it, your healing is established in the name of Jesus. Now, what is holiness? It is to set apart or to separate from the profane or unholy or sin to God. To set apart, to separate yourself from something which is not holy, from a lifestyle which is not holy, from a thought which is not right, from a behavior which is not right, and setting yourself for God. That's the first definition of holiness. Another definition for holiness, it is also cutting off or separating from what is unclean and a consecration to what is pure. So you cut yourself off. So even if I'm exactly, so if I'm walking with let's say OJ and OJ is not living right, I cut myself off. I'm not fighting with you. I don't have a problem with you. You're my friend or we are in the same church, alright, but I'm not going to connect you because if I don't take care, your own holy life can affect me. So holiness is cutting yourself off from anything unclean and attach yourself to consecration or things that are pure. And don't forget, holiness and speed, so also supernatural speed goes together. They are brothers and sisters. You can never choose one. Only God knows where he's taking you, I'm telling you. Some of you, eh? Some of you, the way you are thinking, you think that God has been good to you. You have not seen anything, oh. Let me tell you this. When I traveled from here, my first time over 10 years, when I traveled to Nigeria, my first time to see what we call church. <laughs> Currently, as I speak to you now, Polynesia in Nigeria has built 100,000 auditorium. And pe- not animals are inside, though, human beings. When I went to Nigeria and I saw Bishop Oedipus Canaan land, I realized that we are joking here. 
He said, even the buildings, that, he said, we cannot even count the number of projects we are doing. One, he said, when we are doing their, their church's fence wall, they had 300 contractors, different, different, 300 different contractors. The church, the, the church employs 25,000 workers, 25,000. So if you are here and you have built some cockroach school here, and you have this building as a chicken, and you think that you have done something, you are a fool. That is why I don't want anybody to tell me you have done what. You have done what? Where I am going, I have not even started yet. I have not begun. I am still crawling. We are still crawling. Listen to me. Where God is taking you, you cannot eat. He said, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. What God has prepared for. If you know what God has prepared for, you will, never, you, you will better live holy for those things to become a reality. It, listen to me. Some of you here, you are the future of your family. Now I'm telling you. You are the one everybody is looking up onto. You are the Joseph in your family. You are the David. But you have allowed certain things to destroy the plans of God for your life. Now I'm telling you. The things you are doing, you are crooked, you are some way. Please, if you only can stay right with God, you will see where God... The sky will never be your limit. And I, I, I see God giving you speed you have never experienced before. I'm telling you. In this life, eh, if you really, really want to move on, it will not be by your strength. There are certain levels of grace and blessings you will never see in your life unless God comes in. And God wants to position us so that he can give us the speed that we are looking for. And the speed that he wants to give to us. You will never miss your speed this year. There are two types of holiness which I want to share with you. Number one, there's what you call positional holiness or positional sanctification. Uh, positional. When I explain, when I go on, you, I think you understand. Now, positional holiness comes from First Peter chapter number two, verse nine. Give me that scripture. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. That's what you call positional. Holiness. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy. You are not to become holy. So the day you accepted Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior, God made you as a holy person. So as you sit here, you are not a sinner. Don't call yourself. Hey, you are not a sinner. Exactly. Exactly. So the day you accepted Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior, God impacted onto you holiness. So from that day, God did not see you as a sinner again. God sees you as a holy person. We call it positional. Because of your acceptance of Christ, you are now known as a holy person. Listen to what he says. But you are a chosen generation. You are a chosen, not you are to become. You are a chosen generation, you are a real priesthood, you are a holy nay, a holy. So don't see yourself as a sinner. Because as, if you see yourself as a sinner, you can never stop sinning. Proverbs 23 verse 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so easy. Amen. So don't see yourself as a sinner, see yourself as a holy person. Say to yourself, I am a holy person. Look at yourself and look at look at yourself. Look at from your head to your toe. Every part of my body. Say every part of my body is holy unto God. Amen. So the first type of holiness or sanctification is what we call positional sanctification or positional holiness. The second type of holiness is what we call progressional holiness. Yeah, progressional. This also means that. Holiness is not a one-time experience at redemption, but something that you continue or that you continue to do all the time. This means that holiness should be a lifestyle. Go with me to First Peter chapter number one, verse fifteen and sixteen. First Peter chapter one. All right. But as he who called you is holy, you also be what? Now the first one says that you are holy people. 
That's what God says. The second one also says that be holy. So the first one is positional. What God gave you the day you gave your life to Christ. The second one is the things that you must do that will make your positional holiness complete. So your progressional holiness makes your positional holiness complete. So nobody can say that I've given my life to Christ, I can live any life I want to live. No. Even though you're a holy person before God, but God still wants you to do things that are holy, that will complete the holiness that he gave to you. Please, am I making sense to you? So you can't say that I can do whatever I want. No. You need God's holiness and you need the life of holiness to make your holiness complete. Amen. 1 John 3, 7. Listen, listen to what it says. 1 John 3, 7. Please hurry up. 1 John chapter 3. He said, little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness or holiness is what? So you can't say that I am righteous without practicing righteousness. You can't say I am holy without practicing what? Holiness. So that's what we call the practical holiness. Or, yes. So let me put it, the, 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 the practical holiness. Yes, certainly. Holiness you practice. And God wants us to do what is righteous. God wants us to do the things that are holy so that we can perfect the holiness that he has given to us. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. Now, in First Corinthians, Second Corinthians seven verse one, listen to what he says. Second Corinthians seven verse one, he said, "Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all futiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting what." So, holiness must be perfected. So, what perfects your holiness is your practicing holiness in combination with your positional holiness. That makes it perfect. That's it. Exactly. Hallelujah. The grace to, you see, that's where we lack. We lack practicing holiness. So some, we are in church, we are serving God alright, but we are not practicing holiness. But by the grace of God, this man, that grace to live and to practice holiness is being released unto us. In the name of Jesus. Now, consecration or holiness has always been God's call for his people from the beginning. Yeah, it has always been the call of God. God always wants us to sanctify, to make ourselves holy, to live right. That has been God's call all the time. He wants us to sanctify ourselves and live right. In Genesis chapter number 12, verse 1 and 2, he said to Abraham, and the Lord said to Abraham, Genesis 12, 1 and 2, now the Lord had said to Abraham, come out or get out of your, don't forget, Abraham was in the land of, I mean, idol worship. God said, I can never do anything with you. Come out from your family, no, number one, your country, from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. God always wants you to come out from that place. Come on. Leave that place of futiness. Leave that place of sin. Leave that people of wrongdoing. Leave them. Leave that place. Leave. Come out. Because if you don't come out and you want to stay at where you want to stay, I can never do what I want to do with you. Come out. It has always been God's call. Always been God's call. Calling his people to come out. From today, every grace that you need to come out of every bondage of sin, every bondage of impurity, every bondage of things that are not holy, receive the grace to come out. Say after me, I am coming out in the name of Jesus. Now listen to what he said to the church of Corinth in, um, I think, 1 Corinthians chapter number... Second Corinthians, rather, Second Corinthians, chapter number six, the verse fourteen. What the Lord said to the church in Corinth, Second Corinthians six, fourteen through eighteen. He said, "Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Don't be like them. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What fellowship? What's the relation between evil and good? I mean, come out of them. 
For what fellowship is there between the righteous and unrighteousness? And what common has light to do with darkness? Right now, if you put a light on here, I mean, the place is dark, and you set a light on every, you can never see darkness and light dwelling together at the same time. Have you seen that before? No. And the Bible says, you are the light. Evil and unbelievers are the darkness. You can't dwell together. You can't talk together. You can't live together. Listen, roll, listen to what he says. And what accord has Christ with the devil, Belial? Or what part has a believer with unbeliever? Who are you, your closest friends? What part? Ro? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Look at verse 17. Therefore, come out from among them. Ah, yeah. Do what? Do what? From where? Who, is that? Who, who are they among them? The evil things. The bad people said, therefore come out from among them and be separate. That is holiness. Be separated. Listen to me. From today, everybody will see that your life is separated. Even among the church, people will see that you are holy. You are separate. Because you are not going to engage yourself in the things that they used to know you have been engaging in. Hey, I'm going home. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what I ask the person, what have you been touching? Hey, I said, ask the person, what have you been touching? What have you been touching? And please, I beg you, ask the person again, what has been touching you? What has been touching you? Of late, what has been touching you? Some of you, the women you are remembering, eh? And the men you are also remembering the things that you have been touching, the things that have been touching you. <laughs> They are laughing at Kaimi. Do, do not touch what is unclean. And I will do what? I will receive. So God doesn't just receive anything. If one God to receive you and bring you speed, do not touch and don't let anything from today, any girl here, that any man has used your breast and has been touching and touching and touching, touch the man from today. Ah, God bless you, my brother. The way he's shaking his hand there. <laughs> Tell the person from today, no more touch, no more touch, no more touch. If any boy is sitting next to you, don't tell the boy, don't try, don't try, don't try. Amen. Tell the lady sitting next to you, don't let them be touching you rough off. Don't be like touching. Tell the person they are touching you too much, they are touching you too much. And it's interesting, when they touch you, they don't touch you well. Because it doesn't belong to them. Now I'm telling you. A lady told the, the, the boyfriend, said, you, are pre- you are pressing my, my breast as if I'm, my breast is pure water. You are... <laughs> no, I mean, because it doesn't belong to them. Now I'm telling you. Pure water. Look, that's why your breast is dropping like that. I'm telling you. You are saying, hey, I will say all. Oh. Hallelujah. May God grace us in the name of Jesus. Please understand that the call of God for us is for us to separate ourselves. Come out from them. You can't live like them. You can't live like them. You can't talk like them. You can't behave like them. You can't do your things like unbelievers. You can't do your things as people who doesn't go to church and people who doesn't know, who doesn't know God. Listen to me. People doesn't go to church must see the difference between those who go to church. They must see the, the difference must be clear. Cuts and clear. Cuts. Those who doesn't know God must see the difference between those as who say we know God. Clear. Clear. That's what, this is what they call separation. But sometimes when they want to drink, they call you. When they want to mess up, you are the one they call. If anybody here wants to mess up and the person calls you, know that there is a problem with you. If a guy is looking for a girl, going to chase a guy and calls you, let's go and escort me. If somebody is going to take some bottles and drink and calls you, let's go. The moment your name came to the person's mind, means you have a problem, I'm telling you. But from today, I see the difference being made very clear. 
Are you here? You have gone home. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. If somebody's going to fight a fight, and the person calls you, uh, Rambo, let's go. The person calls you, let's go and fight. Somebody is worrying me. Let's go and mess the person up. And you too, you wear your dress and you are just following like a fool. You are going to fight somebody's fight. You mean there's a problem with you? But if somebody said, I'm going to church, let's go. The church is having a fasting. Please, can we engage ourselves in it? May you be identified with good things but not evil in the name of Jesus. Are you here or you have gone home? So God's call for his people is always holiness. He called us unto holiness. Second Timothy 1 verse 8 and 9. Powerful scripture. Second Timothy 1 8 and 9. Please hurry up. My time is... I have a lot to say. Second Timothy 1 8 and 9. He said, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Look at the verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling? Ah, He saved you unto holiness, not unto sin. Very good. He saved you, Ojeo. He saved you unto holiness. Who has saved us and caught us with a holy... So there is a holy calling on your head. You can't mess up. You can't. You can't mess up. You can't. I'm telling you, you can't. You can't. You can't. You, you, you can't do that. You can't do what you are doing. You, you, are, you are not allowed. There's a call. There's, there's a call of God upon your life, and that call is a call of. You can't sleep where you have been sleeping. You can't go to the places you have been going. You can't. You can't. You can't. There's a holy calling on your head, and you are carrying it all the time. It's on you. It's on you. It's on you. It's on you. Every grace that we need. To carry this holy calling. May God and grace us to fulfill that call. I said may God and grace us to fulfill. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now why does God want you and me to be holy? Number one. Because he's a holy God. Your father and the one who has called you. Is holy. And please listen to me. If you really, really want to walk with God, you must always ask Him to help you to separate yourself. Amos 3:3. Can two walk together except they do what? They agree. The one who called you is holy. So you don't have any problem. The one who he called you unto holiness. This God who called you, he's a holy God. And two can never work together except they are. You must agree with God in terms of holiness. You must agree with God. You must agree with God. Amen. He wants us to become like him. In Leviticus 20. The verse 26. Listen to what it says. Leviticus 20, verse 26. It says, And you shall be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am what? Holy. I called you and have separated you from the peoples that you should be mine. He called you and you belong to him. And the one who called you is holy. People of God, if you really, really want to walk with this God, and see this God. You can't compromise holiness. But every grace that you need. 
every grace that I need to live right so that we can see this God. May that grace be released on us. So he wants us to live holy because he himself is a holy God. The second reason why God wants us to live holy is for your salvation. For your own salvation. Philippians 2 verse 12 to 15. Listen to what it says. Philippians 2 from verse 12 through very powerful scripture there. Philippians 2 from verse 12 please. Through 15. Verse 12. Therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and listen to me. I don't believe in one saved, forever saved. I don't believe in that teaching. No. There are things that you do that can rob you of your salvation if you are not careful. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his own, his good pleasure. Do all things without complaint and disputing. Verse 15. That you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you you should shine as light in this world. Ah. Work out your own salvation. God wants you to live right. He wants you to live holy because of your salvation. Because if you don't sit up well, we may be in church, but when the trumpet sounds, we may never be caught up. Can you imagine the day that the trumpet will sound, where will you be at that day? And a man is on you. That's what the song says, huh? What will you do? And you are lying. With all your heart, you are lying with passion. First Corinthians chapter nine. Six first Corinthians chapter six, verse nine and ten. Listen to what it says. First Corinthians six. Please sorry. First Corinthians six nine and ten, please. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Listen to this. Do not be what? Don't let anybody tell you. Deceive you. Ganesika yen yinayesika. So you know what I'm saying. It's my mouth too short. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalous party spirit, extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Don't let anybody deceive you. God says, live holy for your own salvation. Because those who do these things will never inherit. Galatians 5, 19-21. Listen here. Then from the Ephesians 5, 3-7. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. Ro, give me the NIV. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery. Please roll to 21, please. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy. Adverts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, and envy, drunkenness, urges, and the like. I warn you. This was to the Galatian church. They wrote this letter to Christians. I warned you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So you may say I'm saved, but God wants you to live right. That's why... Philippians says, work out your own salvation. Work it out. Work it out. Work it out. So when you are living right, it it, it helps you. Ephesians 5. 3 to 
But fornication and no uncleanness or covetous, let it not even be named among you as a fitting for saints. No, give me the NIV. Neither futiness nor foolish talking. Bro. For this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, greedy person, such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of our God. Bro. Let no one this again. Don't let anybody deceive you with empty words. Hey! You are... F- I was surprised. Let me tell you this. Yesterday I was, I was watching television somewhere. I've never seen this before. I was surprised. I saw a woman on television with a Ghana must go back and she was calling the names of the idols in Ghana. They call her uh, Nana Grada, Mamia Grada, whatever. He says she had sold you. Calling them. Gageu Mefremu. Antwa Mefremu. Mention the gods, and which I know. Mention their names. Sikan Mufamra. Mufamra. And people were in queue. And they call the money uh, Bosumsika. I don't know how to say How do you say it in English? Bosumsika. Fetish of the, of the gods. Hey! And, and the Bible said that I don't worship. Or say, I was so Foolishness. And those who worship idols are like those, the gods themselves, which they cannot talk, they are dumb. And she said something that 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 hurt my heart. He said, "Ose, she said, Ose, can we say, 'Makwaba, makofa abusumaba, I brought idols to this nation to help.' And pastors are quiet. We are not speaking against them today. We will pray against. I'm telling you, we will speak. We will speak against those things." If you suppose there are Christians involved, it Christians are the Christians go there. Those of those who are looking for quick money, because pastors have inflated, and we are we are part of the problem. We are telling people that if you are not rich, you must be rich by any means at any cost. So if God must change your situation now, and I have to give you a lot of number, I must give it to you now, now, hey, too sure. <laughs> that is what we want. But may God help us to hold the word of truth in this church, all our branches, without deviating to the north, to the south. Nobody can change our preaching. Your face can never change us. I'm telling you. We have been preaching this long time. Ago. Do your face some way. I don't care. No, I'm telling you. We want to give you what lasts. A blessing that lasts. A blessing that what? That lasts. Not something you get in your life. This guy used to be my very good friend. Uh, the, that prophet who died. Uh, at uh, Taifa Junction there. No. No. Oh, you're not with you. There be... Oh, that young guy. The Typha Junction. No, 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 no. You could see that for you. Katachia Frifa. A Frifa was a good friend of mine. All of us were working in Kumasi. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. You say, a Frifa airborne Nadwa. They they hit nails. So, I said, what is happening? They hit nails. So, if somebody is worrying you, you want the person to die, you come and pay five million, and they will give you a nail with hammer, and you hit, and the person will die. Later, did I know this thing was a cortic, and they were they were all connected to some of the people we know, we all know around. Look at how young man, how young he was. You will get the money. He who get riches and is not by right. Jeremiah 17, 11. He who gets riches is not by right. He shall leave them in the midst of his days and he shall become a fool. 
If you want to be a fool, want to cut your life short, like a partridge that hatches eggs and lay is not, so is any man who gains riches by unjust means. Give me the NIV. Uh, sorry, the King James, please. Sorry. As the partridge is on eggs and hatches them not, so is he that got riches and is not bad. So there is a right way to get. Go through the Bible. How did God tell us to be rich? How did God tell us? You destroy the generations after you, eh? Go and destroy your children. You get it, you eat, you go. Your children will suffer and their children... The devil doesn't give anything for free. He connects you and connects you. You are not the one he's looking for. No, no, that's for you, you are nothing. He's looking for your seed. Your seed, the children behind you. Be desperate for things. Desperate. Desperate. Desperation. May God help us. So you live right for your own salvation. Number three. My time is up. Let me just end it. Why God wants us to live right? For your own good. It is good to live a good and a right life. And please, you don't lose in any way, but you benefit all the time. Second Corinthians chapter number 7, the verse 1. Second Corinthians 7, 1. He said, therefore, having these promises, what are the promises? The promise of God, you are the head but not the tail. I'll bless you. Uh, may you prosper. May you succeed. And all that. He said, having received all these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all future. Because the promise of God and your Holiness has something to do. Please, I hope you understand what I'm saying. He said, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse. Because if you don't clean yourselves, the promises will be very difficult for them to manifest with speed. God has promised you, but the promises are tied to your cleansing. Futureness of the flesh, spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear. Of God. Hallelujah. How many of you believe God has a lot of promises for you? Yeah. Thank you very much. I know the plans I have for you. They are not evil, but they are good. Jeremiah 20, 29, 11. All kinds of things. You are the head, but not the tail. Romans 8, 28. For, for, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. All these things are there. But the point is that you must learn to cleanse yourself. Every grace that we need. And listen to me. Every grace that we need to cleanse ourselves. May that grace be released upon us from today. I said may that grace be released in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your labor and your service to God never be in vain. Number four. For you to experience God. Why God wants us to cleanse ourselves? For you and I to experience. God wants to show himself powerful in our lives. He wants us to see his, his real existence. <laughs> that you can have a personal experience with this God. I love what uh, Nenda said. It's very powerful. That the way you see God, God is deeper. And sometimes when you experience God, you realize that you have never known him yet. This God is deeper. Job says something that touched my heart. Go to Job 26. The verse 1 to... It's quite a lengthy, but let's read it. It will will bless you. 1 to 14. Then Job replied, How you helped me, uh, how you have helped the powerless, how you have saved the arm that is feeble, what advice you have offered to one without wisdom, and what great insight you have displayed. Who has helped you utter these words, and whose spirit spoke from your mouth? The dead are in deep anguish. Those beneath the waters and all that live in them. Death is naked before God. Number one. I just want to know how this God is. This God is deep. The death you are afraid of. The death you are afraid of. The Bible says that death himself is naked. Whoa. What you are running away from. That thing, is you, that thing is useless before this God you are serving. You are here serving today. You joke with this God. He's more deeper. Death is naked 
Distressing lies uncovered. Accidents, sicknesses, premature death, they lied uncovered before this God. He spreads out the northern skies over empty space. He suspends the earth over nothing. When you read the King James, he says that the, this world, the, they are hanging there and nothing is holding it. Do you know that the, nothing is holding the clouds? The rains that falls? Nothing. So as you see, the rains are upon your head. They are just hanging. But if I pour water right now into the sky, it will do what? It will drop. But this God is hanging. He stretches out the north over the empty place and hangs the earth upon nothing. Ah, yeah. He binds up the waters in his thick clouds and the cloud is not rent. It can't hear. It can't, it can't part into two. He binds up the waters in his thick clouds and the clouds is not rent under them. His robe. He holds back the face of his throne and spreads his cloud upon it. He has compassed the waters with bounds until the day and the night come to the end. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astonished. No, from here, give me the... No, give me the... the, 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 the and I, please let me have it. The pillars of the heavens quick aghast. So when, God, when this God speaks... The pillars of heaven. When he's angry, the pillars of heaven. Hey! The man has spoken. Roll. By his power, he churned up the sea. Hey, shut up. That's why Jesus could rebuke the sea. He said, hey, see, part into two. And he can't do nothing. By his wisdom, he cut Rahab to pieces. I would have explained to you. By his breath, the sky became fair. The dark left and the sky came. His hand pierced the gliding serpent. Give me the, the, the New King James of this one. I love, go back, verse 13. The New King James. When I read it from New King James. By his spirit, he adorned the heavens. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. Ah, you, you are, talk about Satan. His hand just pierced him. You, you are finished. Oh! The devil you are afraid of. This God's hand just pierced him. Look at the verse 14. Indeed, these are the mere edges of his ways. You, when you say something is mere, you understand? It is nothing. It is just nothing. They, said, indeed, these are the mere edges of his ways. And how small a whisper we hear. Ah! How small of a whisper we hear about him. So the things I've been telling you, they are, they are not the deep things of God. There are deeper, there are deeper, there are, they are just a whispering. It's not a sound. It's not a voice. It's not a shout. Oof. So we are, we are not, you have not even heard a whisper. Help me tell the person, God is deeper than the way you think. Yeah. Please. You will see this. This God wants to prove himself. For. Look at this one you just read. He wants to show himself small. How will you see some of these things in your life? Go with me, Hebrews. 12.14 Hebrews 12.14 Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness no one will see this God. He want to show you his power. Who is that your enemy? What is the job you are looking for? What is the healing you are looking for? That this God cannot give you. What is it? What is it? It's a devil lie Nick, ah, I love that part. You are running away from death. You are afraid to die. Tell death, you lie before my maker. You lie before my God. You can't torment me. You are naked. I'm not dying today. I'm not dying tomorrow. I'm not dying next year. I'm not, I will live to declare the, ah, yeah. You are naked. Naked. For your own good. If you really want to see the hand of God, please. For without holiness, no one will see. He wants to show you his power. In conclusion, why God wants us to live right? To remove every negative identity. 
Yeah. Sin has a way of tagging you sometimes. Yeah. Sin has a way of tagging you. Do you know sometimes people see you somewhere? People see you that you are, you are a bad person. Yeah. Sometimes because of your past, people see you in a particular way. And sometimes if you do something wrong, when people see you, the first thing that came to their mind is what they've heard about you or what they saw that you did, the bad thing that you did. So sin has a way of tagging you. But one of the things that God does is that God takes you the process to move away that negative tag from you and replaces it with a good one. The Israelites had a tag on them which was the tag of uncircumcision. According to God's law, everyone who is a Jew must be circumcised. But when they were born in Egypt, they were not circumcised. And God told uh, Joshua, said, these people, all the male children must be circumcised. So that I will move that shame and that reproach, that negative tag from them. And it's the same as holiness. Circumcised. Yeah. And all the women here, all the parents that will do that. When you give birth to your child, everybody. And if you are here, Mercy. <laughs> Joshua chapter 5, verse 7 to 9. <laughs> so he raised up their sons in their place. These were the ones Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. People from Egypt. Look at the verse 8, what God said. And after the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they were in camp until they were healed. Look at what the Lord said in verse 9. Can we read together verse 9? I want to go. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. When they were circumcised, from today I removed that disgrace, that tag, that tag on you today I've moved. You see, listen to me. Sin has a way of tagging you with something bad. But holiness overturns them. Holiness overturns them. So people may see you as a bad girl, as a bad boy, you are a womanizer, you are a drunkard, you miss all and you miss all and miss all. Don't worry. You miss all together. But God said, through holiness, I will change your name. This year, people will see you as a holy and a different person in the name. They see you as a, I mean, somebody who, somebody who doesn't have patience. I mean, you are some way. As I as, as, as too. the nation will see your righteousness and all your, the, and all kings, your glory. You will be called by a name that the mouth of the Lord has bestowed. I see God giving you, no, give me the, and I, the New King James, please. I love the way the New King James put it. He said, the Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all kings of your glory. You shall be called by a new name. I see your name being changed. So by holiness, God overturns your negative identity. They say you are rude. You don't respect. You are some way. You are this. You are that. I see God changing them one by one. Oh, I said I see God changing them one by one. All those in your house will begin to see you differently in the name of Jesus. All those around you begin to see you differently in the name of Jesus. By holiness. And the last one. In conclusion, why God wants you to live holy for God's supernatural manifestation. Joshua 35. For God's supernatural visitation or manifestation. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Can we read together? I want to go. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders. So the wonders of God goes with your sanctification. Sanctify yourself. For tomorrow, God is up. If only you will take the step of holiness from today and make up your mind, I am stopping everything which does not bring glory to God in my life. With the grace of the Lord, I am cutting off anything who does not honor God in my life. Listen to me. 
Your speed begins from that moment. I said, your speed begins from that moment. This year will never end without you experiencing God's speed. Hey, are you here or you have gone home? Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. As I received that grace in the name of Jesus. Can you please rise to your feet? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Bless you for the grace that has been released. By strength, no man prevail. We can't live right without your help. Let your help release upon us. From every person here, from pastors to little child, let the grace to do what is right be released upon us in Jesus' name. Enable us from every side, on every side of our lives. In the name of Jesus, let your strength be made perfect in our weaknesses. Cause us to experience your power in a dimension we have never known before. Every grace that we need to drop, every weakness in our life, receive the grace to drop them. And we take the grace to walk on the path of holiness so that we can experience your power this year. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.